This is the Legacy Builder Podcast, show number eight. It's one of those things that doesn't feel like work to me. Mm -hmm. I love challenges. Real estate's always changing. There's always something different about every transaction. So you learn something with each transaction. You meet different people all the time. You're never in the same place. So there's just a lot of facets that were intriguing to me, and it just keeps keeps me going. You're listening to the Legacy Builder Podcast, seeking out successful people to learn how they got their start, what drives them, and what they want their legacy to be. This show is to document the success of the people around us and have it to learn from for years to come. If you're here to be inspired, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and enjoy the conversation. Welcome into episode number eight of the Legacy Builder Podcast. This is Chris Gibson, along with my co-host, Megan Gibson. And we are excited about the uh, guests that we have on for this episode. And we will just jump right in and let you enjoy the conversation. We have a mother-daughter duo uh, today. They are in real estate. They are local to Cashin. And the thing I love about these two real estate agents in this town is they're always willing to help anybody and everybody that that comes into the town new, uh, whether you are uh, have lived here before and moving back or you're brand new to the, to the area, they're willing to jump on and really dig in and help anybody. And uh, they are always very hard to nail down. So we appreciate the fact that they are taking the time out of their busy schedules to jump on our podcast with us today. And these two ladies are Anita Robinson and Kelly Farrar, and they are really, really good people that live here in our community, real estate agents that really care about their clients and the local uh, cash-in um, real estate market. And we appreciate you guys taking out the time out of your day to jump on our podcast with us. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're looking forward to it. Good. Yeah, we're excited. Um, so just to get started, just tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, what you do, and kind of what sets you apart in your uh, careers. Who do you want to go first? Whoever. <laughs> whoever wants to jump on. I think we start, let's start with you, Nita. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're um, residential primarily, um, some land sales and a dabble of commercial thrown in there. So we kind of have a little bit of everything in a small rural community like what we're here. Mm-hmm. And we help buyers and sellers both. And uh, it's just a lot of fun to be able to help people and put the put the pieces of a puzzle together for somebody. So um, I'll, I'll let Kelly kind of address some of the uh, specific things that we do because it's kind of her area of expertise. One of the things we do is that sets us apart from um, some of the other realtors, not specifically to cash them, but just realtors in general, is that we stage homes for mm-hmm. our clients. And then we can do partial staging or complete staging. And um, sometimes I wonder if that's not why Kelly sticks it puts up with me. <laughs> So I'll let her kind of go into some of that and that's a benefit for our clients. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, I don't know what all else to add, but uh, there, our staging service is a big deal, so we don't charge extra to do that. We just have noticed that houses sell better if they're not just empty, and it is fun to get to do this in all these houses. I have a, I have an obsession, I guess, with throw pillows, and <laughs> not in my own home, but I get to do it with all these houses that we're staging, and so we I wait allow as many throw pillows. No, no yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him, the kids, the dogs. No. Yeah, but it's it's fun to get to do it. But we see how it helps our clients, and so normally, if you're doing that, it's an extra charge for clients, and we just offer that as part of as part of our services. So. That we feel like, difference. you know, our job is to sell the home for the client. And so it's just one of those things that it's an added benefit and it, we get the home sold quicker. It's, it helps our clients out and, uh, and it's fun. Yeah, definitely. I actually remember the first time I came here to your office, Kelly gave me a tour around and I got to see some of the equipment that you have to stage these homes and it's not just like one room of decorations it is a full-blown you know buildings full of equipment and decorations and i was telling her like you need to have people through here for a tour of this because just that alone is so impressive if we so. can keep it nice and tidy maybe <laughs> yeah. well we have a warehouse out there that's nothing but furniture yeah and we had to have special shelving built that rolls so that we can yeah. stack things and still get to it yeah. and a room full of decor and a room full of art and it's just overgrown you yeah. know they're we couldn't put anything else in there right now. We've got what, four or five houses staged right now. So wow. uh, we keep a, a healthy supply on hand. Healthy. Yes. <laughs> what I like about what I just talked about is, you know, you don't charge extra for that. It's not about the money there. It's about just adding value. And a lot of people that we've talked to on the podcast so far is, you know, they just want to add value. It's not about the money. It's about the service that you can provide and the value that you can add. And I think in business, if you can add value, it's going to come back to you at some point monetarily or just, you know, as being a good person, it's going to come back to you. And that's something that I love about that. What y'all provide for your clients there is just, just adding value. That's where when you don't have to. So that's, a, that's an awesome thing that y'all are doing there. Yep. And, you know, Kelly, if nobody knows Kelly Farrar and the artistic yeah. You know, abilities that she has. That gives you an outlet right there for your, your you know, creative side. So that's awesome, too. So. Which, Kelly, go into that a little bit. We both know that you previously were doing paintings and murals, and you're incredible at what you do. Are you still doing things like that? And tell us more about that. Well, um, no, not really. I mean, mainly for 20 years, I had a mural painting business where I um, painted in houses and commercial properties, doctor's offices, dentist's offices, all over the place, mainly in the metro. But before we had kids, I flew around uh, for Great Wolf Lodge and Bass Pro Shop and did murals in their locations. But once we decided to have a family, everything became local. But um, but yeah, that it, now when I get to paint, it's not a job, it's just fun, but it's very time consuming. So now the family and it takes precedence over it yeah. so yeah i understand that yeah no doubt and that's the thing every time i go to 
actually works at the Guthrie Mercy Clinic. And <laughs> yeah. every time I go visit her or take the kids over there, because we go, we are uh, frequent over there with the kids. <laughs> we, every time we go into the cow room, everybody's like, I know who painted this. <laughs> Today, I actually got a text message from a friend of the cow in the cow room with her son. Oh, how funny. Full circle moment right there. Yeah. Um, Well, I would like to hear just a little bit more about Anita. How did you get started in real estate? I know you've been doing this for a long time. So kind of tell us how that started. And Well, I think it was, uh, I just kind of was raised in that atmosphere. My grandfather moved to the Cashin area in 1908. So we've been here for over a hundred years. And he always, not only did he farm locally, but he would buy land elsewhere. I never knew him, but then my dad always had land someplace else. He Mm -hmm. would buy land, he'd improve it, he'd farm it for a while, then he'd turn around and sell it and buy someplace else. So And I'm talking Oklahoma, Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas. He had land in lots of different places. And so over the years, I just kind of grew up in that atmosphere. And it was intriguing. And you were never in the same place. You know, you got to see different parts of the country. And and so that part was fascinating to see the before and the after, the changes. I can remember going through the countryside uh, when Dad bought some land east of Guthrie over in the Coyle and Langston area when I was in junior high. And it was nothing but just blackjack oak trees. You couldn't see through the pastures. And then you'd come up on a pasture that was all pasture. It was cleared. There was a pretty pond, nice fence around it. And you knew it was dad's. Oh, nice. So it's just kind of been in my blood. Mm -hmm. And so before I actually got my license to sell real estate, we were... Um, doing some of our own, we had started a housing edition and you don't have to have a real estate license to sell your own property. So I just went to real estate school to know what I was doing, mm-hmm. selling our own properties. Uh, and it was fascinating. And so later on, I never took my test. So then yeah. later on, I decided I wanted to do that full time. So that had to take class again Oh no! and the test and got my license. But it's, it's, It's one of those things that doesn't feel like work to me. Mm -hmm. I love challenges. Real estate's always changing. There's always something different about every transaction. So you learn something with each transaction. You meet different people all the time. You're never in the same place. So there's just a lot of facets that were intriguing to me, and it just keeps keeps me going. I love that. Yeah, yeah. No and that's awesome that you just took, you know, something that your dad loved is buying and selling land and, and developing it. And that kind of instilled a passion in you yes. as, in a young age. And you turn that into a career. And I, that's what I love about a lot of the people that we've talked to is, you know, they just they start something. They don't even realize that this is what they're going to do for the rest of their life. And Correct. They turn it into a career and a passion and they and it blossoms. And so that's exactly yes. what sounds like that happened with you and to have that and to see the, the success and then kind of the legacy that you built to pass on to your daughter and really have her come in. That's exciting. And so how did, did you decide to Kelly, how did you decide I want to do real estate too? Was it just kind of fell in, in with your mom and you just kind of got it, saw what it could provide for your family or did you, you know, you kind of love that same thing. Right. Well, I mean, as, a kid, I've always been interested in real estate as well. Like I can remember 
um, mom and I going through open houses all the time when I was a kid because it was fun. We liked to mm -hmm. see the houses. We liked to see what was going on with them. Uh, she was always drawing floor plans for things. So I started drawing floor plans for things. And I can remember like the first one I had drawn, I loved it. And then, you know, I'm going to build this house someday. Well, then I, I randomly came across it not too long ago and it was terrible. But and then I can remember her and I driving around just around the community and around the area out in the country and we'd just be driving around looking and talking about who lived where and all of that. And I think that that made me fascinated with it. But then now as an adult I think that it was a good way to get alone time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, you know, no cell phones then anyway. So, right. um, but so, I mean, the, all of that was there, but then even in my mural painting business, I was in people's houses all the time. And so while I was there, they'd be asking me for advice on their house constantly. So I would choose colors for them or I would help them with rearranging things that a better flow for their house, or they'd be asking opinions on remodeling projects or whatever. And so there was that, but then I worked with builders on new construction houses. I worked with designers with houses as well as commercial properties. And so I was in a lot of different areas of real estate, just in a little bit of a different realm. So um, mom had asked for several years for me to come over and start working with her, <laughs> but I just thought, I kept saying, that makes no sense. How am I going to have more time with my, cause she was saying, do it. You'll have more time with the family. And I thought that's not possible. It's nights and weekends. You guys work. I already work enough of that. And so finally I agreed to go ahead and give it a try. <laughs> and she was right. But I think that's because we're a team. That's how that works. And mm -hmm. so, um, like with our team relationship, it's not like there's a lot of real estate teams, but our team's a little bit different because we, every transaction that we have, we share. And so right. my clients are her clients, hers are mine. If I'm not available, she is full up to speed on what's going on and vice versa. So she's taken on a lot of the nights and weekend time where we have to go meet clients because she wants me to have that time with my family. And since I still have little ones at home and then that frees up part of her daytime. So, um, I'll let which, you. which makes it, you know, it's kind of the yin and the yang type situation mm -hmm. because the daytime, um, has allowed me the freedom to be able to help my parents, my yeah. aging and elderly parents. So, you know, doctor's office appointments are during the daytime, mm -hmm. um, lunch, just any type of needs that they have run to the pharmacy, go get groceries, those type of things. I can do those during the daytime while Kelly's taking care of stuff at the office or meeting with the client or whatever the case might be. And so it's allowed me time with my parents that, that I was fitting in, but then I was doing the paperwork side of real estate at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock at night. Right. And it made some some really long days and probably not the most efficient situation. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been a massive blessing for her to to come in and we just kind of fill in each other's um, needs. Mm -hmm. And so it, it balances out really well. The true partnership yeah. on yeah. the real estate. And it's, it's just been, I, I feel that. like it's worked well other than the times I know yeah. <laughs> really frustrated her. Uh, that kind of leads me into my next question. I love that. And 
if my mom is listening, I love you, mom. So don't take this in the wrong way. But I do not think we could work together. I don't know that we would make a great partnership or we would complement each other like you guys do. Mom, so, I could work with you anytime. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just tell me, how is it working as a mother-daughter team? You know, gloves off. Like, what does that actually look like? I'll let you go first. <laughs> really, it's it's not been bad. It's worked out really well for us. But we're um, we are in the same spot a lot of times, but we're not. I mean, we I'm going one direction while she's going another, and I think that's why we are so successful with what we do because we do truly divide and conquer. But I one negative about it probably is that. Um, whenever we are anywhere, it, I almost feel like we see each other less sometimes because we are going in different directions. But then when we are together, we're talking about current files yeah. that we're working on, you yeah. know, so it's hard to Gotta set separate. the work aside. Yeah. 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 Especially because real estate, it's like so big and it is kind of addicting a little bit where you just like want to always and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've had clients ask in the past, well, what are your hours? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've gotten where I say, well, we work when you're not. Yes. So it all depends on the client that we're working with when our working hours are. So sometimes there's files that we get to spend more time together on because the schedule is more conducive. But then there are those clients that can't meet until, mm -hmm. you know, 730 at night, which is fine because we want to meet them where their needs are. Right. And so she has little ones so sometimes those files are ones that we don't see each other because i'm taking care of nighttime stuff and she's taking care of daytime yeah. stuff kind of but perfect it does so yeah. anita i'm going to give you that question on the mother daughter give you a chance <laughs> to tell kelly what you've been waiting to tell her something you know i'm just her dirty laundry yeah yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> no i'm just i'm just so thankful i I only worry that I'm going to run her off <laughs> because um, sometimes I'm not great at delegating. It's like, I'm just, I'll just do it myself. And she's been wonderful to have because she can do those things that I can do. So it's freed me up. But sometimes I have a hard time of kind of, I don't know that I want to micromanage, but it's just like, I'll just do it. And, and uh -huh. instead of, bringing her along. And so, and I think the other part of it is I've been self-employed for so long and I've been my own boss prior to real estate as well, that my mentality is just kind of being, okay, well, I'll just pick it up and go and I know what I need to do. So I've probably not been the best trainer for her. And so she's had to <laughs> absorb it by osmosis yeah. instead of me sitting down with a defined plan. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> You learned that today because we just actually had to jump into it and yeah. do it. So thrown into the fire a little right. bit. But when I got, when my business partner and I formed Gateway Realty six years ago, it was because we didn't like the corporate structure mm -hmm. of, of real estate. There were quotas, there were fees for this, fees for that. It was just felt very impersonal and we wanted to structure it around our lives. Mm -hmm. We didn't want it to run our lives. We wanted to fit it into our lives. And so it's been, that part's been great, but neither one of us went into it with the idea that we were going to bring anybody along. It was just each of us were going to have individual offices, but life gets 
in the way. And so it's been so helpful to have Kelly not only as an assistant, but as a team member. And it's just taken a huge workload off of me. So it's been a massive benefit as long as I can keep her here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and one thing too, I know that they talked about a lot, her and, and her partner was they were so tired of the drama that went around the big office, you yes. know, and we we're not big fans of the drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to, to not have that around us. You know, we can, it's easier to keep separated from that. Yeah. So. Do your own thing. Keep your head down and hard, hard work and not to focus worry about on our stuff. clients and not worry about the, you know, it, the larger the office gets, the more petty things become. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Which Anita, you just mentioned that before real estate, you were also self-employed. You were doing something else self-employed. Would you mind going into that? What were you doing before real estate? Uh, um, bookkeeping and accounting, tax okay. preparation, that sort of thing. I had, uh, interestingly enough, whenever I went to college, straight out of high school, my degree was going to be in accounting. That was what I um, majored in. And the first semester, I changed it to biology. Okay. <laughs> How different is yeah. that? And I got out with a biology degree and taught one year and thought, hmm, this is not really what I'm cut out for. <laughs> yes. So back to the accounting and bookkeeping I went. So I've done bookkeeping and accounting and had my own practice and tax preparation for years and years. And uh, so I've all I've worked for other companies as well doing the same thing, but I've always kind of done my own thing on the side. And it's just, it's easier to fit your schedule to your family life uh -huh. when you have control of your schedule. Yes, definitely. We both understand that. We have that conversation often of being self-employed. Now, you do find that you work more hours yes. when you're self-employed, when yes. you're not punching that cloth. But there are hours that fit your schedule. Yeah, that's what I heard someone said one time. Like, I went from my 8 to 5 to 24-7. Yes. I wouldn't go back, you yeah. know. Yeah, no doubt. And I love how you said, so you, you graduated from Cashin. Graduated from Cashin. Family's been here since 1908. So then you went to college. What, where did you graduate from? Or where did you go to get your uh, Well, at the time it was called Central State University. Now okay. it's University okay. of Central Oklahoma. Go Broncos. Yes, Me too. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I, I graduated from high school in May, started college in June and went full time for three years and graduated okay. and okay. so taught at Putnam City North the first year that they were open, biology. And um, then I went to Kingfisher and taught for a year there and had Kelly and took some time off and just decided I admire teachers immensely. Yeah. And I admire ones that do it and have a love for it and can be organized and can deal with the chaos of their day. That's not me. <laughs> Real estate is chaotic, but I have a little more control than the teaching situation. So yeah. I, I think the the self-employed world was a better fit for me. <laughs> if you don't mind, we have the conversation all the time of like going from W-2 to self-employed. That's kind of a scary step. I know I went through that this year and right. I was like gripping onto the W-2 yes. job for as long as I could until someone, Chris, literally pulled me away from it. <laughs> and so just tell me a little bit about, did you experience that jumping into self-employment or was it a pretty smooth transition? You know, it's probably never been as intimidating for me because my dad was a farmer. Mm -hmm. There's no W-2 with that. Yeah, uh, He was um, a land developer in essence. And there's no security in that. Mm -hmm. And he, he and his brothers had a small oil 
drilling and production company. Again, there was nothing W-2 about the way I was raised. So um, although I had W-2 jobs, I always felt a little bit confining because it wasn't the lifestyle that I was used to. I was used to a more flexible situation. So it wasn't quite as scary for me, I don't think. But I do know that when my business partner and I decided to, to leave the corporate real estate world, we were still 1099s, even though we were in corporate. It was 1099. That was not a W-2 situation. But it was scary for her because this was now on our shoulders to yeah. make the brand recognizable and to develop the business. Whereas in the corporate world, there was some of that already built in. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it for probably three years before she was comfortable with leaving yeah. that. And she looks back on it now and says, I could never go back to it. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, I don't think it was as intimidating for me as what it would be for someone that came from a background that was a W-2 situation. Right. Yeah. We talk about on every podcast, we want to ask the people that we interview kind of what is, what drives you? What's that? Why? You know, I have a wise, my family, you know, and, and everybody we talk to a lot of times their wise kind of evolve and change. What are you got? What is your why? And why do you get out there and really want to provide the, the services that you do? What drives you all to get up every morning and really try to do the best you can? Well, for me, the first thing is I love it. It's, I think it's hard to motivate yourself if you don't enjoy what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And and I absolutely love what I do. I've My grandsons in the past have asked me, well, Mimi, when are you going to retire? And it's like, that's a foreign concept to me because <laughs> that doesn't really cross my mind very often. That makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> Although I do threaten it once in a yes. while. You're like, I've been meaning to ask. Is that going to happen? Yeah. So I love what I do. It's it's challenging. It's ever-changing. We're always meeting people and we're always helping them. So whether we're helping them sell, helping them buy, but it's a relationship. And, and I think that's what we live for mm -hmm. is those personal relationships. So it's fun. Yeah. That's okay. what keeps me going. Yeah. And and it allows me time with family, you know, we can build our schedules around where we can make time for family. And, you know, so that's what's important. I love that. Yeah. Kelly, what about you? Um, well, uh, a lot of the same. I've, I've always been self-employed. And so I love the fact that I can create my own schedule. And it's extremely helpful right now with having kids that are small. And I, they're not really small anymore, but they're still school-age kids. There's so many activities, so many more activities as they're getting a little bit older. And it's I love the flexibility of it. But I, I just really... I like getting to spend this time with these people and help them find it. What we're helping them do is make one of the biggest decisions that they make in their life. You know, it's their biggest asset is buying their house or selling their house, you know? So uh, there's a lot of pressure in that, but also you get to see the joy that they have when they find it or you help. And, and a lot of times we get to walk through these houses with them and help them, have a vision for the house, you know, like what they could do to make it more their own. Again, that's one reason why we do staging also is it helps them see the furniture in the house and how their family could live in the house. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it all goes into helping them find that right one. Um, so I love that. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're, you're really just trying to, 
you love helping somebody's dream come true. And that's kind of what, you know, you're talking about right there is really being able to help them see that and visualize it and know it's possible. And, it, and it's great. not about the paycheck at the end. And it sounds corny, but it's not about the paycheck at the end. That's a nice benefit, but it's, it's seeing the satisfaction of them finding that right place and helping them understand this one wasn't right for you mm -hmm. and because you didn't get it. God has a different plan. Mm -hmm. There's something better that's going to fit. Yeah. And then when it comes along and just the joy and, and the completion of that for them, it's fun. Yeah. It's rewarding. And I mean, not all transactions are ones that are happy ones. <laughs> we, I mean, <laughs> some of them. Uh, but that is yeah. true. <laughs> yes. True. But like we've had clients who it's hard. They don't want to sell. They're not mm -hmm. at that point. That wasn't their plan. And it's, it's a difficult road to walk at that time. So, I mean, coming in and helping them, easing that, taking as much pressure and stress off of them during that hard time is nice to be able to help them with. But like, I mean, like she said earlier, we're developing these relationships with these people. So, like, I mean, a lot of times we're in the background, we're praying for them. They're, they've become our friends. They've become our family, you know, and um, just that helping them as much as we can, whether it is with that transaction or another part of their life that they just need help in. And we're trying to find other people that can help them with it. And there, it's, it's, you really are creating these relationships with people. So, which I, you know, I have used uh, Gateway Realty to purchase both of my homes. I had which a we're so thankful for. Yes, I had a fantastic experience, but I can just say that Anita, you walked us through, and people called it the goat house. <laughs> there was a house that a lady owned goats and kept the goats in the house. And Shane and I are we like to fix up homes and redo our homes that we live in, and we were really kind of sold on it. And Anita is like. Maybe not this one, you know, <laughs> but ended up leading us to a better house that we got into. But then we bought our second home and it was a fixer upper. It needed Definitely. a lot of work and not everyone believed in us, but Anita believed in us. And she told us, you know, you could knock down this wall and you could do this. And we were sold. We we're like, yep, we can do it. If Anita says we can do it, we can do it. So let's do it. And you guys did a beautiful job oh, your house is stunning thank you thank you another thing that we like to ask is just was there any one person or maybe a couple people that really led you into real estate or led you into where you are now i know anita you said your grandpa and your dad had kind of done some of that but are there any other people that you would say had really led you into real estate honestly no i think it was kind of one of those things that i just always grown up with and so it was it was familiar and it was intriguing and so the transition was easy okay and um now since being in real estate you know there are certain and my business partner is is one of those that was key mm -hmm. in um, the foundation and of the business that? donna gate uh, donna elmore with gateway realty and guthrie okay perfect yeah and that's the thing a lot of times you don't realize the people that are helping you form that you know love for something until you look back on it and then uh, then you along the way those people kind of come and go throughout your life and right and so how did how did you and your partner meet and you know how did that happen and she was actually working for the 
realty company that I went to work for right out of real estate school. And she was, she's about the same age as me. And she'd been in real estate for about 12 years longer than I had. And we're just kind of like the, you know, sisters with different mothers kind of a situation. We really hit it off. And, and so just kind of our relationship grew there and we eventually left that corporate situation to form our own business because we felt, and everybody warned us, you can't go into business with your friends, you know, don't go into business with your friends. And we've survived six years without any trouble and we've never regretted it. So I think a lot of times in a partnership, there's some give and take and you learn from each other, but as long as the way I look at a partnership, as long as you can be open and honest and really, both people are willing to work their rears off, you can make things work. If you got similar, so, similar ethics, similar yes. values. Yeah. And hold each other accountable, I think, too. Like, that's a big, big part of it. Fist bumps help. Yeah, yeah. fist bumps. <laughs> Chris and I fist bumped while Anita was talking about a good partnership right here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Is there any one person or maybe a couple of people that have helped you along the way? Oh, I mean, it's primarily been mom that as far as getting into the field, but like my husband, he has been incredibly supportive and now he threatens like if I were to go back to what I was previously doing, it's not an option at all. (laughs) Thank you, Wade. Which if if you guys don't know who Wade Farrar is, TikTok star, Wade Farrar, like the wildlife conservation. We're going to have Wade on Yeah, just to talk about his stardom. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be very very embarrassed. <laughs> <should> totally do. <laughs> Another thing that we like to ask people is we both like to read books of books that will help us to do better in our careers and hopefully make us more successful. Are there any recommendations that either of you have for people who are just starting out in the entrepreneurship or who want to be successful in their careers? Well, I have to be totally transparent. I am I only read for pleasure mm-hmm. and you know, so it's rare mm-hmm. when it's we travel, yeah, when we travel, I can read Paul while I'm on the plane, while I'm in the car, when I'm sitting on the beach. So those are few and far between, but I, I think, think I have a short attention span. People, yeah, yeah, I have a, I kind of have a short attention span. Those how to self help, those type of books. They're a lot of it's your learning style mm-hmm. and that bit, some people learn that way. To me, it's too much information to retain it all. So I find that uh, professional magazine articles, podcasts through our National Association of Realtors and seminars and things like that, where I get concentrated bits of information in short bursts. Specifically the Legacy Builders podcast, right? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. so yeah. helpful. Plug. Shameless plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. What about you, Kelly? Well, um, we spend a lot of time in our car, and so I am big on listening to podcasts as well. So I'm, I do love, love, love to read, but I find myself reading things that are, again, like historical or just fun, not mm-hmm. the self-help type of things. But um, I there's a couple of podcasts that I like that are directly related to our field. And so I'll listen to those for either advice or just motivation. And so that's helpful for me. I also listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, yeah. which <laughs> maybe is helpful because I'm always on alert. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, 
you know what to watch for in open houses. Yeah, you like. <laughs> <laughs> now my husband has had to cut me off on those because he says I'm too skeptical of everyone. Especially <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, and then we we go through different trainings. So that I am one who, when I'm learning something, if if I'm given the option of online training or in person training. I choose in person every time. 100%. Yeah. I love to ask questions and then obviously get those answers to my questions, but other people's questions that they ask and hear how they're answered. I just learn a lot better from that. And so that's where I have gained the most is through in-person trainings that, that I've gone to. So and that's, that's one thing I was going to ask you guys, you know, a, a young person that's maybe wanting to get into the real estate industry, you know, what, and maybe even looking back at yourself when you first started out, what is some advice that you would give somebody starting out in this field that would help them along and, and help them have a successful career? I think they, um, they need to get a grasp of what the real estate industry is really like by talking to people in the field before they jump in because what it looks like on the outside and what it is when you get into it is a totally different picture. So it's not something that you're rich overnight. It's not you're going to land that million dollar deal that first rattle out of the box. And it's not a consistent source of income. So you have to have someone who's supportive. You have to have a mentor. You have to have some resources available to you to get you through the lean times. And so I think that's the thing is you're going to have to have a support system around you. I think it would be extremely difficult to do this um, on your own and not have a backup plan or a way to make money and exist until you get to that point because you build on the transactions from that you've had before. It's definitely a, it's by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Even in this age of technology, that's a form of word of mouth is on the social media and uh, your internet reviews and that sort of thing. And, and that just comes with time. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be, it's going to be rare that you're going to be successful day one. So you've got to have a nest egg built, get you some insight into the industry and be patient and persistent. Oh, I yes. love the fact that you said, get, you know, find that mentor, you know, that's what, I have done is I have people that aren't even in the industries I'm in, right? But I will lean on them. I will call them. I will say, "Hey, how how did you navigate this? What did you do you here?" You have to have that sounding. That board. mentorship is so important to me. I think for anybody starting out, even as you grow and start, you, know, you still want to have you have a partner that you kind of lean on. It sounds like, and to, we to could have each gone out on our own when we decided we didn't want to be corporate anymore. But we wanted that camaraderie. We wanted that support. We wanted that sounding board. So that's why we formed a partnership, even though we really didn't need it. We didn't need it financially or mm -hmm. for the business structure, but we needed it for that personal support. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the reasons that we wanted to start this podcast is because, you know, I feel like you can learn from so many people and the more people you get to sit down with and really hear their story and how they, per, you know, persisted through different adversities. It just is inspiring because a lot of times 
I don't even need guidance on anything. I just need somebody to give me a boost and inspire me. And every time I get to sit down with people like you guys, it inspires me a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I love how you, the mentor deal is so important. I think, and you said it right there. So. Yeah. And I love the patience deal of it. I think that people yes. don't quite realize like, it takes time. It takes a lot of time and getting out and talking to people. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. And so I think whenever you're trying to find a get rich quick scheme, it's not an entrepreneurship. You're in the wrong place because it takes a lot of hard work and time. Yes. And that having that supportive helper is huge. Like if I, even though we're a team and she takes on a lot of nights and weekends, sometimes we're so busy that doesn't matter. So I'm nights and weekends too. If my husband was not there yes. and supportive and helpful, it would not work. Mm -hmm. So it, um, just jumping in and thinking you can do it all on your own. You can't like as hard of a worker as what you are. You have to have those helpers because your kids don't, sometimes they have to wait in the car when I'm at a showing, mm -hmm. but they don't want to wait in a car all day long or every day. And I don't want them to have to do that, you know? So you have to have help, especially yeah. if you have a younger family. Well, and I think too, and a partner, not even the help, but also just the support and encouragement is huge. I think for all of us, probably, you know, you have someone who's telling you, you can go and do this, you know, if you have a good idea, like you can go on and continue to do this. And I think that's and that if that partner is somebody who absolutely encourages you, but even encourages you in the frustrating times, because there's, yeah. especially these last few years, while we've had this insane real estate market, it's been lots of hours. Well, if, if my, if my husband wasn't supportive and then encouraging me, and because it's it'd be very easy in those moments to be saying why are you working so much you need to spend more time with us and instead he's saying you know what it's okay i've got it go ahead and do it i understand there's a huge difference there yes. so yeah no, no doubt and that's important like you were saying it's not an overnight thing and you got you have to kind of build a brand and build that relationship with people so that people will start referring you right and that does not happen overnight and the industry that i'm in it's like you know you reach out to family and friends and you try to do as good a job as you can so that they try to get the next person in the door and then that repeat business yes. that you've helped them before and they were satisfied with it so they come back to you and they refer you to their brother or whatever mm -hmm. so it's not an overnight yeah. And so that that's probably the biggest caution I'd give for someone be is willing to put in the time, be willing to put in the time and know it's work. not going to happen overnight. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. So another question that we do like to ask all of our guests on the podcast is about your legacy. And Chris says it all the time, like you could leave a good legacy or you could leave a bad legacy. Hopefully, you know, you guys are obviously leaving a good legacy, but tell us a little bit about what legacy do you want to leave for your children and your grandchildren and same for you, Kelly. Well, I think that you have to kind of look at it from a, a personal standpoint as well as your business and professional standpoint, because um, from the professional standpoint, I think that our legacy is, I want people to stop and look back on it and feel like they were treated fairly, that we cared about them and that we helped them, that we were there for them, not for the sale. Mm -hmm. So with, uh, back to that personal relationship. And so I think that, that that reputation of being a kind, compassionate, caring person 
both in real estate and in personal life is important. Now, from the, the financial side of things, obviously, it's uh, my goal is to make life easier for my family. Mm -hmm. But it's also in the moment to be able to create situations and experiences because of the fact that we do work a lot of hours and we miss out on some things sometimes, but then there is the financial reward so that we can go do things together as a family and create memories. Mm -hmm. And maybe we buy and sell real estate for other people, but I invest in real estate myself. And that's something that can be passed on to help the family uh, later on to just fill in those gaps that may be during lean time. So there's a financial side of it as well as a, a emotional, personal side. Yeah. Um, for me, I, ju I just feel like with all of our clients, um, they they start out as clients, but then it's it's about that relationship. So. I, they become friends. We, we get closer with them. Like I said earlier, we see them in their highs. We see them in their lows sometimes. So um, I, a legacy, I'd like for them to look back on it. Like mom said, with um, feeling like we truly felt them. We saw them. We wanted to help them and that they're a friend in the end of it. And um I think if we've done that, we've done a good job. And I hope that people feel that way afterwards and that whenever we get a lot of repeat business or referrals and um, when we get that, I can't tell you how many times I've had people tell me, your mom is the best. She is so amazing. <laughs> and I love hearing that. And yeah. I mean, she really is. She And, and she does such a good job of of making them feel special and um and so i just hope that, that that's what we are doing and that's what we're trying to do i mean we're not um we you know we're not trying to go out and say oh what are we going to do in the end what's it all going to be like after we've done all of this but i mean it's it's every step along the way and we just hope they feel cared for every step well that's that's awesome because i mean like i say is we're all legacy builders we're building our legacy and i can really tell that you guys want your legacy to be that you care you know and you can tell just by talking to you and the way that you treat your customers and the reason that they come back and you said it like people say your mom's awesome she really cared about me and that i feel like is what y'all's legacy is that people know that you guys care and yeah. people can tell that you know if you're moving in the cash in if nita, anita and kelly are going to help you guys out you're already a part of the community because you care enough about them that they you move into this them. community, yeah. you're going to be part of our family and you're going to be part of our network here in this community. And that's something awesome to have. And that's interesting that you mentioned that because when we were kind of tossing that part around, the three words that it came down to were family and community mm -hmm. and faith. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's an, it kind of all fits together in that puzzle that that's the basis of it all. It's and to be honest, important. if I were going to think about Gateway Realty, like those would be the three words that I oh, think about. So I really do think that you guys do a great job of working towards that legacy. And it's not something that you just sit here in front of a microphone and talk about, but something that you're working day in and day out to build. And as a past client and a friend, I can definitely see that. Um, we've talked to some people about, you know, building a brand and, and how do you build a brand and everything. And it's like you want people to, you know, if you ask somebody, what is what do you think my brand is? Well, those three things that you just said are things that come to mind. So being the fact that that's 
the three things that you want to, people to know and you put the work in to maybe push that out there, it really pays off and yeah. people can really tell that you, that's what you guys care about. Yeah, so, thank awesome. you. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. So, all right. Well, guys, uh, Anita, Kelly, thank y'all so much for taking the, the time out of y'all's busy schedule to sit down with us and really be able to talk about just life in general. And um, we always like to give you, a, a, you guys a chance to kind of plug uh, where can people find you if they need, if they're moving to cash in and they want to reach out to you guys, uh, where can they find you? Is it, you know, social media or is there a website that they can reach you at? Um, probably that because we're on the go so much, the easiest mm -hmm. way is probably by our phones okay. <laughs> through a phone call or a text message um, or an email. Uh, we're actually in the process of rebuilding our website right now. So okay. it's not, I mean, we have one, it's gatewayrealtyok.com, but it's not super user friendly. And so it's kind of hard to contact us through that. Uh, we also have Facebook and our Facebook page is Cash and Gateway Realty. And there's, we, we're kind of active on there and we get a lot of messages through that. So that's also very helpful. Well, anybody listening, if they, if, if you want to reach out to Anita or Kelly, um, in the show notes, we will put all of their social media links and their phone number and their emails and the link to their website too. So if you want to get a hold of Anita or Kelly, just look in the show notes and we'll have them there. We appreciate so. that. All right. Well guys, thank you so much for yeah, jumping on. Thank with you. This you guys did great. Oh, thanks. All right. <laughs> Very thankful that we got to sit down with Anita and Kelly and really get to have a great conversation and find out a little bit of how, they have made their partnership so successful. Uh, very impressive women and, and very glad that we got to have them on today. Yeah, I really enjoyed that conversation with Kelly and Anita. I love to hear how they both were working in separate industries, obviously Anita already in real estate, but they just realized that they both had strengths and weaknesses. And if they combined their efforts together, that they could really create a powerful real estate team here in Cashin. And I've loved watching that thrive. I think for any other young entrepreneurs um, who are especially women, watching Anita and Kelly do what they do and just how effortlessly they do it is really something that I think any young woman would strive for. So kudos to them. Great job. And I'm very thankful that they allowed us to have this conversation. And that wraps it up for the eighth episode of the Legacy Builder Podcast. You know, Anita and Kelly are two women that are just hometown girls that get out there and really hustle and really try to make relationships their number one priority, and it shows. And if anything that you have taken away from this episode or anything that I've taken away from this episode is you build those relationships you make that the foundation of who you are and what your business is, and you're going to have success. And I think Anita and Kelly are leaving a great legacy of, you know, just two hometown girls building a uh, building relationships and making that their foundation. And it's impressive and something that we can all take and learn and apply to our businesses. So with that, I will leave you with what I leave you every time we conclude an episode of the Legacy Builder Podcast, and that is, what is your legacy? Because we are all legacy builders. <laughs>